0: talking about Texas and OU coming to the SEC and they're talking about it in such a condescending tone and they're talking about it as if to say you don't know what you're in for wait till you see what happens to you and like I if you live in Ackworth Georgia or you live in Tuscumbia Alabama or even if you live in like Johnson City Tennessee okay but man there's some people in Kentucky talking like that there's some people over in Mississippi talking like that and I'm just here to warn you. When Texas and OU get here, the chances are wherever they peg on the ladder is going to be rungs above you. They will not peg themselves below you. And so what happened is you added some losses, and you knocked yourself down the ladder a little bit, and you can still chant SEC if you want to. It is not going to be to your benefit. And all that money that spills into the league, you don't see any of it.
1: I guess I can call him Pate after that one, right? <laughs> yeah. I can get it when right. When he says finally.
2: something we agree with, then uh, we'll actually remember his name.
1: Fair yeah, point. Uh, you know, I think there's a, I think there's a lot to that. Here's the other part of it, though, and we're not in that world right now, so I just kind of have to take his word for it, but. Are you, do you get the feeling that that's actually what it's like in SEC country? I mean, we've heard that for a little while, that, oh, you wouldn't do good in the SEC and get used to 8-4 and, and all of those things. But is that like the overwhelming narrative with OU and Texas coming to the SEC, you think, from the typical fan base?
2: Yeah, I mean there is pr- more arrogance in that league than any other in college football. So I would, yes, venture to guess that everyone thinks that, oh, wait till they just get in this league. Wait till they see what happens. But the overall and in- point that Pate was making there, I think, is probably also true. Is that do Bama and Georgia fans chant SEC from time to time? Yeah, but you do probably hear it the loudest from Kentucky, Arkansas, right. Ole Miss, and Mississippi State fans. Yeah. I- yeah, I, I I feel like if you took a vacation in Georgia versus Kentucky, uh, somewhere around Lexington, you'd hear a lot more of. Well, just wait till you get in the grind of this league and see what happens, huh? I Feel like they yeah. have to play that card a lot more. Uh, yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, and I you know I guess really whenever you think about it, I don't know about Texas. I'd have to I have to do some research. But for Oklahoma, I, we've done. Really well against the SEC, except if that team happens to be the eventual national champion that year, right? Uh, I guess we lost to Georgia in 17. They were not the eventual national champion, but they should have been.
2: Or uh, Bama in, what, 18, correct? They lost, but, I mean, they were still oh, yeah, really yeah, good. That,
1: did they lose? They lost to Clemson, they didn't lost they? They, they lost right. to Clemson
2: bad that year to uh, to Brent Venables in that defense. But, yeah, yeah, yeah right. I, teams that play for the national championship, how about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 it just kind of makes you wonder what the welcome, if any, is going to be, or is it going to be like? Uh, for example, you, uh, you and I think a little bit differently about the Big Twelve and maybe where it's going. In um, the in the schools that came in, like I think it's going to be a competitive conference. Um,
2: did I, I did I say it wasn't going to be a competitive no, conference? I don't remember that.
1: No, no, you you didn't. But I I think, and, and maybe we we're not that different. Yeah, I was but about to say, like what?
2: Okay, all right. No, anyway. but
1: the 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 schools coming in to the Big Twelve, I. To a certain degree, we've turned our nose up at them, you know. Outside of Cincinnati, that's done that made the college football playoff, and uh, we think that they're good schools and they offer some good things. But I, I don't know that the rest of the conference is going to be like, "Hey, welcome in. This is great." You know, there's a little bit of looking down your nose at them, right? I, I just wonder if that's what it's. Are we going to be the Houston, UCF, Cincinnati of the SEC when we show up? I
2: can't believe you even asked that question. Is OU, a blue blood program, going to be thought of Cincinnati with a 35,000-seat stadium and a very little fan base? No.
1: I'm talking about the SEC fans. Like, the people that know will know, right? But, I don't know. I think there's there's probably a pretty – universal feeling that Oklahoma has been propped up by a weak conference.
2: Sure, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be thought of as a small fan base that hasn't accomplished all that much. Like, they're they're arrogant, but they're also somewhat knowledgeable about college football. Yeah. I, I would tend to think that there's still some excitement about going to Norman or bringing Nor- or OU to town. I don't see really any comparison ever with well, Cincinnati or UCF or Houston.
1: I mean, you can still be excited to go – I'm talking about the football team. I'm not really talking about the fan base coming to town or the, uh, you know, taking a trip to see the, you know, the new school in the conference, see what their facilities are like and check out their stadium. Like, we're excited to go to BYU, you know. I I think you can be excited about going to a new place but still – have some doubts about how good the actual team is.
2: Well, if they want to do that, which I think is stupid, how about I have doubts as a new SEC member about Ole Miss and Mississippi State <laughs> and Arkansas and Missouri and Florida and Texas A&M. Like, if they want to play that game, I think it's dumb. I'll just throw it right back at them. Like, you you I really guess think is going to roll into that league and just be the last place team in that conference? I, I got news for everyone. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: I think uh, maybe I'm just kind of hoping that that's the that's the situation we're faced with because I feel like, and I think we're going to respond good no matter what. But having some disrespect whenever you first show up, I think, could be pretty much No, it would it, if you go team. in
2: immediately and you know make the 12-team playoff. Heck, play for the SEC title. It's going to be yeah, it'd be a lot more fun because no one wants like we we uh, we have the conversation right now. Hey, does Brett Yormark? Does the does the Big Twelve? Do they want OU and Texas to play in the Big Twelve Championship this year? Like the ratings will be best if that's the scenario, but is that what the Big Twelve really wants, or do they want one of their uh, members that are going to stick around to play in the thing? I, I don't know. Like that's up for debate, right? Yeah. Um, the SEC, there is no debate. Like I don't think anyone in that league. At least the fans want OU and Texas to roll in immediately and play for the SEC championship because they can claim the best conference, they can claim a lot of things, and not that that goes away, but they want OU and Texas immediately, I think, to feel the play, to feel the pain a little bit, to go along no, with th- the narrative, for sure. Yeah,
1: that's true. No one wants to, as Pate put it, like no one wants to be a, a rung lower on the ladder, right, I have to go through yet another – there's another – program or maybe two in between you and in the championship so no that's a, that's a that's a good take from old pate not bad
2: 832 area code i'm an ou fan that lives in houston and i was at the grocery store recently wearing my ou shirt and a florida fan comes up to me and said he's not looking forward to us joining because we will take away wins wins from them and others in the sec hmm.
1: how about that
2: Uh, Zane says, Georgia fans are not knowledgeable. My (laughs) my stepdad, born and raised in Georgia, went to bed at halftime during the semifinal game last year. That's your new money Georgia fan.
1: Really? Wow, Wow,
2: that's crazy. Uh, Wake me
1: up if it's a game.
2: Let me read one more. This says, Tyler, I have a scenario for you. You won't like it, but Teddy will. Okay, I'm a little bit nervous now. (laughs) You are a sought-after head coach. You're right. This is a scenario. Okay, Teddy, apparently I'm a sought-after head coach. Wow. Missouri is going after me to be the highest-paid head coach in history, $13 million a year. However, the president of the university is Jimbo Fisher, and the AD is Mike White. Are you taking the position? (laughs) That is a great question. Um, Well, I'll never get a word in with my president and AD, obviously. Yeah, I'm taking the job at Missouri, and I'm going to completely bomb the program even yeah. worse than it is now, and make Jimbo Fisher and Mike White pay me my 87 million dollar buyout that they promised me in my contract. That's what I'm doing.
1: I will. Um, I, I would take the job and send a daily buyout negotiation. Uh, no matter what's going on, you can buy me out today for 40 million dollars. Next, you know. Six months later, $39.5 million. You can have me out of here right now.
2: Did you see uh, – God, man. What, what is he doing? Did you see Jimbo Fisher's latest round and what he said last night? He, no. He was at the Dallas A&M Club last Where night. Where
1: are you getting the updates on all the Jimbo Fisher stuff? Twitter.
2: Uh, and uh, pe- people send them to me on Twitter and demand that I do these quotes in the Jimbo boys. <laughs> Jimbo was at the Dallas A&M Club last night, which is not as bad – as the Houston A&M club, and yep. a little bit better than the uh, uh, the Fort Worth A&M club, probably a little bit better than this one. It's, it's somewhere in the middle of mm-hmm. the Houston and Fort Worth A&M club. He was in Dallas last night, and he was asked if he likes to quail hunt, and Jimbo said, "quote I love to quail hunt. I like to hunt. Period. I like to shoot things. I guess I'm glad I don't have a gut at practice sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, wow! Is, nice quote there, Jimbo. I'm glad I don't have a gun at practice. Sometimes, jeez. I,
1: you know, I think you're taking it too harshly. I think what he's saying is, all they got is crappy quarterbacks that are throwing ducks <laughs> all over the. I uh, see it right out
2: of the sky. There, I don't, I, I don't, I don't miss up there.
1: <laughs> every time a, every time a quarterback drops back to pass, all he can hear in his head is
2: pull. Golly, he's going all these. A&M clubs across the state, and he just says something goofy at each one. He's got the knack. Well, he's got the ability.
1: It, well, I mean, come on. Part of it is the questions. I mean, it sounds like he's getting uh, waffle or pancake questions. Well, to uh, be
2: fair, at, like it, it is, do you like to quail hunt, is something I would expect to hear at an A&M club. That's right. something I would expect to be at.
1: Yeah. Well, what if he would have said No. <laughs>
2: No, not really. I just like to focus on football. You know, that's what I I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you're my lead recruiter. uh, And and that's honestly, that's what's going to sink the ship for us, if you're the lead recruiter. What are you talking about? As disinterested as you are in recruiting and getting in the recruiting game these days – We'll just sign a bunch of locals two-stars if you're the lead recruiter.
1: No way, dude. We'd we'd have the number one recruiting class in the country. I would just make a bunch of NIL promises that I have no intention of keeping. (laughs)
2: $12 million? Sure, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Sign right here.
1: Who's the highest? What's the best? You go out and get the best offers you can. You come back and I'll at least match it. That's how we're going to recruit here.
2: Well, I guess we're uh, going to talk to an XFL champ coming up. Yeah. You, you nervous? XFL champ, that's a big guess for us.
1: Uh, I'm nervous, no. Excited, absolutely. Can't wait. Going to be awesome. Coach Stoops uh, going to join us next segment. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. I'm hanging out Jimmy Austin today, which, by the way, uh, they had the regionals out here. The course is tremendous. We have good water out here. The grass is just popping place looks outstanding if you haven't been by check out some of their membership stuff and and all of the renovations that have gone on around here it's excellent they've redone the clubhouse the practice facility is amazing and of course the course just looks better and better every single year it's awesome out here at jimmy Austin. all right quick time out keep hitting us on the text on 651-3439 we got coach stoops next
0: talking sooner football is what we do this is the ref
2: it is the rush on the ref tyler McComas, teddy layman it's not tuesday at 320 but it's thursday at 320 that means we're talking to xfl champ coach bob stoops bob that was um that was awesome on saturday night i what what's the old saying you just got to get hot at the right time and Felt like your offense got hot at the right time and you, you got out to that early lead Saturday night and just when D.C. seemed like they were maybe making a run, I was super impressed with your offense seemingly responding to drive after every single time. How did you just feel overall about uh, Saturday and the championship?
0: Yeah, just what you said. Um, I thought we, we definitely got hot at the right time and the quarterback made all the difference in the world for us offensively. He's only played, that was only his fifth game with us. And the, prior to that, he had had a, a great, play, uh, you know, the semifinal game against Houston. And, and anyways, and then defense has been solid all year. and uh, But we gave up a couple of big plays, you know, that hurt us. And then our offense kept responding back. And uh, so it was a fun night. A lot of good, fun plays, uh, both sides. And uh, anyhow, uh, we came up with some key turnovers defensively as well. And uh, won won the game. So uh, yeah, it was it was exciting and a lot of fun.
1: Well, the game was great. Broadcast was awesome. And you know, just just watching the game and listening to it, Perez. I I, I knew you guys traded for him. You know, mid season there to try and get some boost on on the offense. But I didn't well, uh, know a a whole lot about his. Got hurt.
0: Uh, Drew Plitt got hurt. He had an yeah. ACL. So. Uh... So anyhow, that's when we picked him up. When, when Vegas had let him go,
1: his story is incredible. I w- w- didn't play really in high school. Walked on in junior college. Was ninth string. Found his way to the starting spot. Played well. Uh, you know went to uh, Division two. Won a Division two national championship in the D- the D two Heisman. Man, he's he's taken a a weird path, but it's just it's really cool to see him have
0: success. He uh, taught himself to play quarterback on YouTube.
2: <laughs> and, uh, he did, there you go.
0: He, no, he, he's fantastic. Got a great arm, um, smart, incredibly bright, smart guy. And, uh, he, and when he's finished with football, he thinks he's going to be a pro bowler. He's got 12 perfect scores in bowling. Wow. <laughs> so, Incredible. Interesting guy, but uh, super, super person. So he, he was fun to
2: coach. Thank you for continuing to score on Saturday because we told you Teddy was going to take a shot of rock and roll tequila after every touchdown. Bob, I think he passed out somewhere around the end of the third quarter after that one-play drive where Letty Brown scored the touchdown. So
0: Yeah, Teddy, you picked the wrong game to get, to have your tequila sipping contest.
1: Uh, it ended up being more like one shot for every uh, interception that uh, you know, the defense got, which was awesome. Three... Um, incredible and they've been great all year dc uh they've been really smart with the football obviously had the great record going in and uh, what was it defensively game plan guys just making plays to where you were able to force them uh to turn the ball over
0: yeah I, i the guys had a great plan we just crowded crowded their receivers more for on all the run pass option plays you know where instead of handing it off we tried not giving them any easy throws and it helped and uh, we were really great against the run, Um, you know, and got them in a lot of predictable situations, long yardage, more third and longs that helped. And, and, uh, yeah, just uh, real solid. We gave up the two big plays that kind of let them hang around, but, you know, but still it was a real solid day most of the day.
2: Coach Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. I'm curious about you because, you know, when you are at OU – you win a championship, you win a bowl game, and, you know, you're probably recruiting a day or two after that. And not that you don't have any responsibilities after the title game on Saturday, but what are the next few weeks, what does the offseason look like for you now moving forward?
0: Yeah, I uh, actually, I, I left right from the game the next morning with about three hours sleep and went back to my hometown in Youngstown, Ohio, and had a big fundraiser uh, for the people of East Palestine where the train derailment and all that disaster was. And uh, we raised over $400,000. So wow. it was a big, big day, big golf event. Annika, Annika Sorenstam was there and a bunch of other celebrities, Warren Sapp. Of course, Boom Boom uh, Mancini, Ray Mancini, my buddy, was there. So we had a great time. It was a beautiful day. And uh, saw my mother for a little bit, for a few days, and uh, got to see her on Mother's Day, which was great. And uh, anyway, so we'll see what, what the rest of the month brings.
1: And, you know, the XFL, you guys finished the season. You won the championship. The championship game was, was a thriller. It was awesome. The broadcast was great. Uh, I got to imagine that everyone's happy with the way the season went. And uh, what, do you, what do you just think the future looks like for the XFL right now?
0: Oh, really strong. I don't think there's any question. The, the, the attendance is only going to keep getting better. And it was already good, um, you know. There was, I think, one and a half million people. You know, uh, they said viewed uh, watched the uh, the championship game. Uh, at least that's a figure that was thrown out to us. And uh, so, anyway, it's it's going to do well. Um, I don't have any doubt about it.
2: Well, the broadcasts were awesome this year, mm-hmm. and I love how innovative that was. And one thing that's cool is you get used to watching kind of the standard college football NFL broadcast with the XFL they'll show the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator a whole lot more. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I I remember that guy from the past. Yeah, I remember that guy. Jonathan Hayes got a lot of screen time this season. Teddy, what what do you remember about him when he was at OU from, what, 99 to 02, I think?
1: Well, I remember the first time I saw him, he was the biggest man I'd ever seen in my whole entire life at that point. Gigantic, booming voice, always yelling, telling everyone to check the board, for the special teams' depth chart to see who got hired and who got fired. <laughs> it's
2: a heck of a first impression.
1: Oh, yeah. He was great, though. He called a great uh, Jonathan, game.
0: Jonathan and Chuck are, my, are the co-coordinators, and Jonathan's brother, Jay, and Tim Lewis are the defensive coordinators. So, uh, anyway, they do an awesome job, really a great job.
1: Yeah, I, I was shocked. I didn't know that there was anyone bigger than Coach Hayes until I saw his brother. His brother's uh, bigger than he is. <laughs> it was just insane. Hey, Coach, before we let you go, uh, we got softball postseasons kicking up, and just want to get your, your thoughts on something because softball team they've got this really long winning streak going, and they got a chance to to have the longest winning streak ever. And it's how do you keep something like that from hanging over a team? Like whenever you're heading into the postseason, or I guess even during the regular season, when there's there's some award or something that's kind of hanging over the team. Whenever you've got other goals to hit,
0: you know what I could what I observed watching Patty's team play the last few years is uh, the amount of joy they get playing, mm-hmm. and when you're playing that way. That, 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 you're not getting tight. And even though there's been some you know, a tight game or maybe late in the game, you know, whatever inning and, you know, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero, there have been some of those, right? it been 1-1. One, one, we've been in some close ones. And then, boom, somebody jacks a home run or, you know, breaks loose. But I, in my opinion, you know, they're playing. They're so excited and, and having so much fun playing that that keeps you from getting tight. Or worrying about, you know, worrying worrying about, you know, losing. They 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 don't they don't have that dream. They don't worry about it. They just they just enjoy playing that much.
1: Yeah, it was a confident squad uh, for sure. So uh, I think they'll, they're going to get there, Coach. We appreciate you stopping by. Congratulations Congrats. on the championship! And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon.
0: All right, guys, great to be with you. Boomer Sooner.
2: All right. Coach Stoops, how
0: about that? How about Man, that? Uh, just
2: awesome. wins the XFL title, and it's still Boomer Sooner when he signs off. He gave us I a know. go, Renegades, when the uh, playoffs started, and I think he only did one of those, and now it's, uh, it's back to, to Boomer Sooner. No, that was, he's, got,
1: he's got me right where he wants me because whenever I said, you know, we'll catch up with you soon, I'm thinking, is it going to be Renegades? Is it gonna, I don't know what to say anymore. He, he's got
2: me. Yeah. He's got me. Uh, text line, uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Why not coach tubes to the NFL? Would he consider it? That's Buckeye Day from Tulsa. I I, just, I don't think he wants the stress. I don't. I think that this is tailor made for him. He mm-hmm. is. I think he was the face of the league outside of the Rock, of course. But in terms of like coaches, like he's the face of yep. the league before the year, and now that he's won a title, like I just I, I think that this situation's perfect for him. At least it feels that way to me. Want to speak yeah. to the guy, but kind of what I can tell, like he well, he was just talking about he can tell that Patty's players just like love playing, and it, it feels like, like he he enjoys this league that he's that he's in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. I think he gets he gets what what he wants out of it. Right, he he still gets to be involved, still gets to be uh, a head coach of of young men, and go out there and you know strive for a championship and stay hungry and stay competitive. Um, make a little change, but the responsibility is not anywhere close to, to what you have in college football, not anywhere near the the pressure that you would have in the NFL. I think uh, – now, I don't mean to suggest that it's just something that he doesn't care about and he's just out there having fun. I mean, I, he's definitely going to put everything he has into it, but it's just – the shorter se- – like, everything about it just – fits you know it just it keeps him around the game which he loves uh i think it's perfect i don't think he's going to uh pursue anything more and i'll tell you frankly if he did i think he could get a job and i think he could have success you know he goes and wins the the championship in the xfl and it's not to suggest that it's the same as winning a super bowl i'm not saying that but you know people that are successful and everything that uh, always have been and everything they've done are going to continue to be successful. You know, Good. he knows the formula.
2: Good point of the text line for the 918. Tyler, have Luis Perez intern at the station after football. He will help your uh, and Ted's bowling team.
1: Hmm. hmm. Christmas Special guest. Plan. Can we uh, – Maybe invite a special guest if we want to next year at the Christmas yeah. party. So, what, what
2: did Bob say that his quarterback, Luis Perez, has bowled 12, 10, 12 perfect games? I mean, it 12 ma- perfect games. Man, that's He amazing. wants to be
1: a professional bowler. He was, I think we talked about this yesterday, that out of high school, he, I think he was looking to get or turn down scholarship offers for bowling to yeah. uh, to go to junior college in play quarterback after he picked well, it up over that summer on YouTube, I guess. Now
2: I'm a little bit disappointed in him, and this reference is not going to reach very many people, but that's okay. Just like when you had the interception against Texas in an one missed opportunity not throwing the horns down. Yeah. Um, Luis Perez, if he wanted to be a pro bowler, missed opportunity by him to throw a touchdown pass late in the XFL title uh, game and do yeah. the Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I'm real loud to the camera. That would have been golden.
1: Do you think he does the? Um, uh, oh my gosh! What is what's Bill Murray's name in Kingpin?
2: Um, that is oh, dude. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. We're not gonna hit a break just yet. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I mean, I remember the bowling ball. I remember the crazy hair. Text line's gonna tell me in about ten seconds. But oh, I, my Ernie Mc- Ern McCracken. That's what Big it is. Earn. Okay, I was gonna be really disappointed at the text line beat me to that one
1: you remember whenever he takes the uh takes the snap from the kid's mom and throws him a touchdown pass in the (laughs) front yard you think that's how Perez takes a snap whenever (laughs) he goes under center
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what a great movie
1: all right let's hit a quick timeout hanging out jimmy austin today keep hitting us on the knippelmeyer text line 651-3439 we'll be back make the
0: right call for ou coverage in the sooner state lock it on the ref sports radio network Ho-
2: it is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Kenny Pilmeyer, Chevrolet, text line 405 651 3439 Sean says the DC defenders pulled a Munson in the uh, championship game. <laughs> also says in the offseason, Luis goes by Big Earn. Yeah. Big I, I heard Earn. Say. Uh, let's That's see. Nine one eight was Bob's second year coaching at the professional. Or basically, the point that I brought up on Monday: Does this count as his second year in the XFL? Because, well, just like at OU, he won a championship in his second year.
1: Uh, that is interesting. Um, I and then I guess you could also say improbable championship. In his second year, right? Well, they were 4-6 like in,
2: heading into the postseason. I'd, I'd say that that's probably true.
1: Yeah. Um, defense played great. Offense had some big plays there uh, whenever they needed in the championship game to answer. Uh, they came right out of the gate. It was Abram Smith had that long touchdown right out of the gate in the second half. It looked like they were about to make a run, and um, they were able to answer. There, so, was really a, cool. there
2: was one play in particular I love from Saturday. I guess it wasn't a, a play. It was just a, a moment. Uh so DC scores i think a long touchdown run on a fourth and short or a third and short yep. or something. Fourth. And there was what a um celebration penalty after and then the kicker kicks it out of bounds. So yeah. two two different things happen. And basically Arlington got it on like the DC 30-yard line after those two penalties, which is not something that you see in normal organized football.
1: Yeah, the the penalty for kicking it out of bounds is Extreme in the XFL, uh, for sure. So, yeah, pretty wild, but awesome. And glad Coach came on and in good spirits raised a ton of money for uh, East Palestine, which is what do you say, 400,000 bucks?
2: Yeah, that is it's awesome. That, yeah, that's that's a fundraiser. JG Wentworth says, just tuning into the rush is Teddy working all week. Um, actually, <laughs> um, Funny you say that. Uh, This is the final time Teddy and I will be doing a show in until after Memorial Day. Is that right? The day after. I don't know. Is that right? You're off tomorrow. Yeah. You're off all next week. Yeah. Monday is the Memorial Day. After that, and then you're back on that Tuesday. Yeah, it's gonna be like a week and a half.
1: Man, I'll miss you. you. Yeah. (laughs) I I wanna know what to do.
2: Yeah. Where Where are you going? Uh. Home, staying at home for a week and a half. That's that's my guess.
1: No, we we've we've thrown around a couple of options because you know I told you originally my uh, we were supposed to go to Mexico, and the hotel caught on fire. Huh? And that's problematic. They to, yeah, they had to cancel all of the stays there, and we could never really decide on. Uh, I, where to go and it just it wasn't an easy transition to be able to go somewhere else so we decided to just you know wait and wing it that's not something
2: that you hear every day yeah we uh, had to reroute our vacation hotel caught on fire in fact that's the first yeah. time i've ever heard that
1: i know and uh yeah i was a little bummed man we go down to mexico get some r&r get my uh my tan in order for the summer
2: So what you're telling me is your vacation starts tomorrow and you still have no idea where or if you're going to go anywhere.
1: Kind of, yes.
2: Well, I don't feel like that's the first time that (laughs) that's happened this year. There was something about a a couple of months ago, yeah, we're going to Great Wolf Lodge, and then Miguel Chavis was there the the same time you were supposed to be there, and you didn't ever go. So this is the second time this year you were supposed to go somewhere and maybe not go anywhere. We were supposed
1: to go to Mexico. And we like booked everything. We were ready to go. Um, all we had to do is get flights. So we looked around for a long time, found the place that we wanted to stay, made all of the arrangements for that, and then it's okay. We'll just uh, we'll book our flights and we'll be set up. We go to book flights, and it was like three grand a person. Hmm. And this was this was like right after the new year, whenever everything was still, there was still like some wonkiness going around with the flights and everything. And it was just, so we ended up not going on that either.
2: (laughs) Feel free to lead the, uh, you know, take or leave this advice, whatever. I I feel like someone or something is trying to tell you to not go to Mexico. Yeah. Get flights 3000 a piece and then you you have everything in order and the hotel catches on fire. I, I think someone's trying to intervene on your behalf here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get kidnapped if I ever, like, push forward and go to Mexico. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to get kidnapped and held for ransom or something. So I
2: would never try to go to Mexico again if I were you.
1: The universe is telling us something. We'll see what happens if we book a, a vacation to, like, the Bahamas or something. If something weird happens there... I'm going to feel like I'm in like uh, Unsolved Mysteries or something. 402. Twilight Ted- Zone.
2: Teddy's going back to Disney. Uh, I, if only. That's, <laughs> I'm that's, going, that's my going
1: back, back to Disney. <laughs> Not happening.
2: Teddy, just go to El Paso. That's basically Mexico. Uh, <gasps> I need to see the size of the guy that can kidnap Teddy. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, he's
1: about 5'7", 165 pounds, wearing a mask and holding an AK-47.
2: Teddy could do another inexpensive trip to Disney. Uh, camo sooner. We are leaving for Vegas on Sunday. See you there? Ooh. Now that, uh, that's how uh, you should be spending the uh, week and a half off.
1: I will not say that I'll see you there, but I won't say that I won't
2: see you there. How about that? Huh? Teddy's going to Branson. Been hmm.
1: a little discussion on that. Branson, Silver Dollar City.
2: Just go to just go to Vegas and see. Um, well, I guess Lizzo's in Tulsa. Uh, may, maybe go see surely Tool or Metallica or someone's playing out there.
1: There in is the next a week and a half. There's a music festival in Ohio that Tool's playing at. Go in to a Ohio. Of weeks. Yeah, there I you know. go. I know. Go it. solo. Camp out,
2: camp out, go by yourself, like that's that's your dream.
1: Wifey likes the uh, the hardcore music, really. She's down with it. Yeah, you kidding me? All right, absolutely.
2: Match made in heaven. Then Branson Teddy isn't old enough yet. (laughs) There's some truth to that. Truth to that. Um, The athletic had this um, interesting story out today. I don't even know really if it's a story, but they went to every Power Five head coach and just said, "Here would be a fun." Truth serum, they had to answer a question for every coach out there. Um, OU's Brent Venables, can Oklahoma compete for SEC championships and can fans adjust to a new standard? That's That's what the athletic would ask Brent Venables if they got one question where he had to absolutely answer truthfully. Can OU compete for SEC championships and can fans adjust to a new standard? That's really two questions, but that's what they would ask him.
1: Well, what if the first answer is yes, the second answer doesn't really even exist? They're already answering the question for him by asking, can they adjust to a new standard, right?
2: They they obviously think that, no, they cannot win SEC championships.
1: Coach, here's a truth serum question for you. Can Oklahoma compete for SEC championships? And since they can't, will the fans (laughs) be able to adjust to that?
2: I thought all these questions, honestly, were going to be, um, hey, Coach, who are the leaders on this team? Who who, who are your leaders going into the offseason? I hear that from every media outlet everywhere, so I'm surprised that's not the case here.
1: Well, I'm just thinking about that question a little bit more. I mean, the answer is, without a doubt, yes, they can compete for SEC championships. Can they compete for an SEC championship? I mean, I think, they're going to be, I think they're going to be better this year. I think they're going to have a chance uh, to be really dang good the year after that. And I think they'll be competitive for, uh, for an SEC championship. Not going to be the favorite. I'm not, not suggesting that. But I think they will be a competitive team that's going to be in the hunt.
2: Would you like to um, guess uh, what the athletic would ask Mike Gundy if they got just one question? You thought hard enough, and you thought about here locally. You you might stumble upon it.
1: Uh, I was gonna
2: ask, how's your it, turtle? <laughs> that might get the <laughs> best response. I was saying,
1: where'd you learn how to do the one arm push up, Rocky Four?
2: <laughs> how's the Bermuda looking this year? How's the alfalfa? <laughs> oh well, <clears throat> you know. uh, They would ask him if you got to decide this unilaterally. Would you ever play Oklahoma again?
1: Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's
2: a pretty good question. I got to say. It's not bad.
1: That's, that would be good. I wonder what he would say. I heard uh, Toby Rowland, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, asked Skip Johnson this morning what he thought about it, and he said, hey, we like, they're a good team. We like playing good teams. Let's go. I'll play whoever they put in front of me.
2: Perfect. Porter Moser yeah. said basically the same thing, except the part of Oklahoma State basketball being a good team. But he basically <laughs> said the, the rest of that.
1: Uh quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next here from Jimmy Austin.
0: Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. It's going to be a hot one this May, and it's sizzling at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. The new 2023 GMC Sierra 2500 Denali AT4 models take up to 5,000 off MSRP. And
2: the new 2023 GMC Sierra 15. 15- Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, CavensGroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair or storm damage. CavensGroup.com or give them a call 405 573 3048. That's 405 405- 573-3048. All right, talking about the uh, the questions that the Athletic would ask each Power 5 coach if they had truth serum in them. Uh, Brent Venables, can Oklahoma compete for SEC championships and can fans adjust to a new standard? Mike Gundy's is, if you got to decide this unilaterally, would you ever play Oklahoma again? And Texas uh, and Steve Sarkeesian is, now that Texas is officially back, how many national championships are we talking in the next eight years? They Didn't really ask that. They asked. I was
1: about to say. Are but, you But you me?
2: believed it with all with everything else we've read. You you halfway believed it for a second. I bet. Well,
1: I, I if it wouldn't be above someone to say something like that halfway joking, right? Now that Texas is back, start off the the question with a statement like that.
2: Now, the real question they would want to ask Sark is, what is truly standing in the way of Texas reaching college football's elite? Which, honestly, I feel like I could answer that for Sark. Same okay. answer it's been for about 50, 60 years now. Uh, themselves is what's truly standing in the way of Texas reaching college football's elite. Ego? Yeah.
1: Is that it? I don't know. They, it's
2: a pretty good place to they they start.
1: They can definitely get the players. They can definitely afford the coaches. They're going to like the elite conference. I mean, you know, they haven't been in the elite conference, which makes it even more shocking that they've been as bad as they have over the last decade plus. But, I mean, there really are no excuses, you know. There's – they have everything that that you could want. I mean, we're told that constantly. So –
2: Except that Enzo design. I don't think anyone wants that because we all know what that looks like, you know.
1: Ego, that's it. I think. I mean, I don't know. That's what it looks like from afar. If if someone has everything at their disposal, all the money you could ever ask for, um, you know, facilities, you know, proximity to recruits, all of that, they've got everything. So, what's the problem? It has to be, it has to be ego, and it's not just. Uh, there's all kinds of different ego. To me, it's always felt like being a part of the program is like that's the end goal. Like you've made it once you're there. Like whenever you're the coach or whenever you're the quarterback or whenever you're the AD or the big booster, like it's
2: – Almost take a deep it, breath and relax a little bit like, Oh, okay, yeah, we yeah. made it. But
1: I mean, w- I guess. That's w- my only view of
2: Whether it. it's the ego or in their own way, like w- whatever it is, like, I- any time you've got a donor showing up to say, hey, I know it's year one, I know it's not going well, but you're still our guy, you're still our head coach, like they did to Sork a couple of years ago. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's ego, but that, that, that in itself is a small example of the of the overall issue and the overall problem.
1: I'm surprised we didn't hear a, yeah, I just wanted to go out to practice and let – You know, Coach Sarkeesian know that we agree with his move to name Quinn Ewers the starting (laughs) quarterback moving forward just so he knows he's got our support. It's
2: still so weird. Still so awkward. (laughs) Uh, Text line from the 405. Should take three to four days, first hour, and try to get Coach Gasso, BV, Skip, and Coach Heupel for first hour each day and do a text line interaction with them. Answer fans' questions, talk more in depth about their teams, respectively, etc. Just a thought. I'm not against that. Um, I don't want them to see the text line screen while while they're on the air with us. <laughs> that that could get a little interesting. I don't trust you guys with that.
1: How about this? How about we'll we'll take some questions, jot down some good ones, discard the inappropriate ones, and. Uh, Tyler can be uh, – we'll give you editorial decisions on that, and you can fire a couple BB, of text questions.
2: Uh Brett, uh, waffles or pancakes? Which one? Which one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is it like to go to Kansas State for the last time? Well, I, you know, I was also thinking about Texas. I guess the biggest issue that's really held them back is – Every Heisman Trophy winner from the state, they tried to recruit him as safety <laughs> um, recently. So, All right, that's the end of hour number one. More from the Rush coming up here from Jimmy
0: Austin. Stay tuned. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the REF Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional great engineering.